Hi, and welcome to another exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, where once a week we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. Jeff, you sound, uh, I don't know, angsty? Mm. <laughs> you know, it's just my attitude this week. Have you been watching a lot of anime? <laughs> uh, I have been reading a lot of manga, is that the same thing? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, damn. Are you Are you conflicted about the fact that you have to kill your greatest enemy who also might be your father? Wait, that's more of a Star Wars thing. <laughs> Star Wars is pretty anime. That's true, it might be the most anime movie. It's basically a, anime movies. It's basically a remake of a samurai movie because George Lucas loved samurai movies so much. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Anime, anime is like a sort of shit, shitty, overly glitzy remake of samurai culture, and that's also a pretty good explanation of Star Wars. Yep. Accurate. Yep. What so, yeah. Yep, that's yeah, it. Right? End of show. Bye. <laughs> Episode Bye. over. So, uh, oh man, I wish we could do episodes that short. <laughs> it's if, there, if you could just put dead air at the end, so it seems like it's a full episode, but then uh, <laughs> our, our fans download it and realize it's just this. I yeah. accidentally did that once with a. I think <laughs> I think it might have been the Pokemon <laughs> podcast where it was like the file was an hour long, but we still only talked for the normal amount of time, just <laughs> because I selected the wrong uh, things in Audacity. I was yeah. gonna say if you had accidentally done it for creepy. Pasta, your fans would listen and then think, definitely, definitely think it was part of it and keep listening all the way to the end. And then there's a jump scare at the end. <laughs> it's I, just Jeff screaming the lyrics to All Star by Smash Mouth. Yeah, it's a, a prolonged jump scare. Yes. Uh, I, well, I, you need to, because it's only an audio medium, you can't really get a jump scare, like the full effect of a jump scare, unless the thing, like, not only do you hear something shocking, but then upon further analysis, it is indeed as horrifying as All-Star by Smash Mouth would be. Well, you know the scares keep coming and they don't stop. Uh, no. <laughs> nope, I'm denying that one. Okay, that's fair. I couldn't think of, like... I couldn't think of a good way to continue it, or I would have. All right, yeah. stop talking to Jeff because Jeff is asleep. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, are work. you? Did you huff like a whole lot of helium before we started? No, I just no, am wait, very. It would make you very high. I'm very bad at nitrous. sleeping. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you're practicing now. <laughs> No, so I woke up at 10.30 and felt miserable because I sleep. my sleep is full of weird dreams and tossing and turning and waking up a lot. So I'm very tired in the mornings. Have I told you guys my theory on mattresses and how they're all wrong? Uh, no. The mattresses are wrong or the theories are wrong? No, the mattresses are wrong. Please okay. tell me more. I, I often think about the fact that our our whole mattress game as a society is, is based on the faulty assumption that our bodies are designed to lay flat when we sleep, but mm -hmm. literally no animal on Earth does that. Mm -hmm. um, and other primates usually either sleep sitting up or sleep like draped over the limb of a of a tree, mm -hmm. and so I think that mattresses should stick out of your wall and be big padded <laughs> like cylinders that you can drape your body over. Uh. 
I my most comfortable time sleeping is sleeping in a hammock or like with the top half of my body from the waist up elevated at like a forty five degree angle. Yeah, I I've I've found that I've had good sleeps in hammocks, but if I try to sleep in a hammock for more than like two or three days in a row, it starts to make my body dissolve. Yeah, the trouble is, like that would be great if there was no pressure of your body weight on your back, but that's all there is. Yeah, so it just crushes you. <sighs> I uh, I I agree about sleeping sitting up because I snore, but you don't Ooh. snore if you are sleeping sitting up. You need one of those Elizabethan uh, sitting beds because they never slept lying down. Yeah, I'm not sure why we do. To be honest, I want one of those. Uh, what are, what's the brand name of those mattresses that that can fold up to an oh, angle? Oh yeah, the uh, is it's not the sleep <laughs> number bed, is it? Is it no. posturepedic? No, that's not it. Posturepedic, yeah, that's it. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Hmm. I, Have you guys I, ever slept on one of those sleep number beds? No. no. Is it good? Okay. I went to a hotel once that had sleep number beds, and it's crazy. You know that they work by just pumping more air into the mattress? Yes. Like, Because Colin oh. Tompkins told me on Stop Podcasting Yourself oh. that they're just air beds. What? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And, like, oh, God, they're horrible. Ugh. Sleeping on it was just unpleasant in every way. Yeah. Partially because, who puts that in a hotel? Like, who yeah. knows their sleep number to walk in and be like, okay. Oh, wait. If the power goes out in the hotel, apart from all the normal problems you'd have in a hotel, also all the beds would deflate, wouldn't they? Yeah, I thought Probably about this. Probably not, right? <laughs> I've thought about this a few times because all hotel doors now have, like, those electronic keycard locks. Mm-hmm. If the power went out, would you just be stuck in your room? They gotta that have backup power, right? Yeah, I think you could be stuck out of your room, perhaps. Yeah, maybe be out of the room. Yeah, I guess because you don't have to swipe your key card to get out of your room. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's safer actually because in an emergency it'll always open from the inside. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Huh. We have one of those on at work. Uh, the back door is a fire exit, so you can always press the bar and open the door. But mm. the alarm will go off if it's in the locked position, and I've so, had to explain that to a lot of people who don't understand. So if you're gonna use that door, start a fire first. Yeah, distractions. That's the key. <laughs> well, no, then you're using it appropriately. There is a fire and you're yeah, using exactly. the door to get away from it. And you can steal as much as you want and no one can stop you. Because then it's double jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's true if do, anyway. If you do two crimes simultaneously, they cancel out and you can't get be prosecuted. Yeah. That's the law. That's why if you rob somebody, you always murder them. <laughs> that's why every that's why every time that I'm speeding, I take my pants off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a three strikes policy. You can only be convicted of three crimes in your life, and then you're free to do as many crimes as you want after that. Yeah, but, but for the love of God, don't do three crimes at the same time, because then they tr- they double up. Like, not only do the two not cancel, but then the third one is a multiplier. Yeah. It's like yeah. pinball in a uh-huh. lot of ways. Yeah. You have to roll so many extra dice for that one. <laughs> Add them all up. <laughs> Wait, in pinball you roll dice? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, we're really mixing metaphors here. Speaking of mixing metaphors, what did you do online this week, Jeff? Mm, I don't think that's... Yeah, okay. Uh, I was... I was. Yeah, admittedly, that was sort of like a blind shot <laughs> that maybe that would work with the thing you were going to say, because I have no idea what you're going to say. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any idea what I'm going to say either, so this is going to go really <laughs> interestingly. Okay, great. I, I, we do this podcast every week, and for some reason, every week, I'm like... Uh, I'm not going to take notes about what I do online during the week. 
<laughs> yeah. There was probably just start just start saying words and then we'll fill in like we'll go round robin and just, you know, make up a story of what you did on the internet. Except yeah. the fact uh, like Louise is definitely going to say like pedophilia jokes or something. What? No. What? Seem like a bad person. Why are you what? why are you putting off that responsibility onto Louisa? You love that kind of joke about me. I thought we were talking about what we did online. What's happening now? <laughs> I was trying to say that if Jeff doesn't have something he did online, we could do one of those like improv games where everyone says one line of a story. Uh, okay. But Why would, how dare you? <laughs> then there's always one person who takes it into very problematic territory. That's you. You're the one. I do. You're the problem. Do it. I said it would <laughs> Not be yet, you. Not yet. You didn't. <laughs> you can't put that on me though. You can't <laughs> I declare just that I. Well, it's so, not work. I want to talk about one of my favorite Twitter accounts. Uh, uh-huh. It's called Star Wars Text Posts. It is at SW Text Post, and it is uh, screenshots from Star Wars movies with uh, thematically appropriate Tumblr text posts uh, overlaid on top of them. This is a popular meme format that you will mm-hmm. probably uh, recognize, but mm-hmm. I, I I like some of them. Like the most recent post is a picture of Anakin Skywalker and a Tumblr post that reads, "My third." once told me that I have this obsession with seeking revenge. We'll see about that. Uh, and, you know, that's a pretty fun juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. I guess, but it, I always have a problem with when a joke isn't good enough to stand on its own, and then you put it over a picture, and somehow that's supposed to make it a good joke. I don't think uh, that... I don't agree. I, I think, think it's more that the sentiment, which is good on its own, can be even more funny if you associate it with a character that you already know sort of the backstory of. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think yeah, that- I think, one, that joke pretty much stands on its own, okay? Two, not all of these things are necessarily going to be jokes, because Tumblr's kind of dead now, but when people did use it, it was mostly just to, like, talk to their friends and stuff. Uh, and those are the only two points I had. I know I numbered them, so it implied there would be at least three, but there's not. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think- I mean, there's a lot of these kinds of things, though, right? Like, uh, you know, famous pol- politician quotes over pictures of, uh, uh, what's her face from Arrested Development. Jessica right. Yeah. Walter. The mom. Arrested mom. That's her name, character name. Sure. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that it's a, cer- it's certainly a thing. I feel like memes have evolved past it largely, though. The, the no, this face- is all that memes are anymore is recontextualizing screenshots from movies and TV. <laughs> Yeah. Really? I feel like that was a long time ago. Nowadays, I feel like memes are incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah, I guess the two categories of memes are recontextualizing uh, pop culture, or uh, X is greater than Y, where X and Y are opinions. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember the last time I saw a new meme. Well, that's your fault, really, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I'm sure there are some, but what what's the most recent meme you saw? Could this be our new? Are you one, now? One are you trying to trick me? <laughs> yeah, I want you to. How? I, <laughs> you want me to tell you about the most recent no, meme? <laughs> but that was like three weeks ago, Jeff. This is what I'm saying. But how would you know if what you have just seen most recently is the most recent one? 
No, yeah, that's I'm true. saying I definitely haven't seen the most recent one. Yeah, you and- haven't. <laughs> well, Louisa brought up uh, This is So Sad Alexa played Despacito. Did you know about that mm-hmm. one? No, but I don't... Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. I don't yeah. think I've even mm-hmm. heard tell of it until just now. Yeah. I saw a really great Tumblr post that was all pictures of Loki from the cinematic Marvel uh, universe, and uh, they all had different variations of when I do blank, when I learn to stop crying all the time, then it's over for you hoes. <laughs> yeah, this is a good one. That very much. Uh, there's one here, the Tumblr post says, me flirting, I don't want you to die, and it's a screenshot of uh, the battle from the end of The Last Jedi. With Rose and Finn. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys seen this video that's been going around of this dog that stole a GoPro? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is that that's gotta be that's gotta be fake, right? I haven't seen it, but that's your thing from online now, isn't it? Because that's no, all we want to talk about. I have, a, <laughs> I have another thing from online, but um, no, there's this. I've seen like 15 people posted on Twitter this dog that stole a GoPro, but I think it has to be fake. Why? The dog is very well centered in the shot, and like the camera. I'm trying to imagine what a GoPro would look like that a dog could hold the bottom part of it in its mouth, and then the top part of it would be pointing at the dog. I don't have any reason to think this, but I was thinking that it's a like a frisbee type of toy that has a GoPro on it, so it is meant to show the dog, but the dog has taken this and run away with it across the yard. That's my theory. Mm. Maybe, yeah, I mean. I mean, it kind of, it, I don't know. I mean, it's very funny, even if it is fake, because you see all of the, like, humans running after it and waving <laughs> their arms trying to catch it. Yep. But, uh, I don't know. I feel like this dog is a little bit too well shot for this not to be intentional. Yeah, I am finding Reddit posts about it, and I'm trying to seek uh, seek out the history of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's not as cool as, it, as you want it to be. It didn't happen, like, out of nowhere. Like, I think it is supposed supposed to capture the dog, but then the dog. <laughs> I, there was, this looks there, like it might be someone's ping pong paddle or, like, hat yeah. that the GoPro is stuck to, to hmm. shoot a cool thing, and then the dog picked it up. Yeah, but why would you put a GoPro on a ping pong paddle? Yeah, that's a ping pong paddle, for paddle. sure. <laughs> uh, so you, you could capture the ball hitting it and make a cool video. How could that be a cool video? I can't, that sounds terrible. <laughs> you hate all GoPro videos, though, so you I suppose so. I like that one that where a seagull stole a GoPro. <laughs> the so you like GoPro chaos videos. <laughs> yes. That's the only... If you stage your GoPro video, then you done fucked up. Hold the on. Whole, the whole point of a GoPro video is that it's supposed to be Hold like... Hold on. You said you love the idea of Google Glass, which would be you staging your own GoPro videos 24 hours a day. Reddit.com slash r slash GoPro chaos. No, it doesn't exist. Louisa, are you trying to imply that I live my entire life like it's a performance? Because that's simply not true! Yeah, that's good. Mm, You're in an opera now. Sure. Yep. I guess. Uh, R slash GoPro maybe has more of the things that you like. (laughs) Jeff, you have to stop interrupting our jokes to just say the names of Reddit. (laughs) No. Um, (laughs) Okay, fair enough, I guess. You got me. (laughs) Go ahead, Um, say your jokes. 
you just took all the everything out of this show. No, it's good. No. It's a good show and everyone should listen to it. Now it's full of nothing but poison. Mm. Yep. So what'd you do online this week, Louisa? Thank you. I have been uh, following some new accounts, like on Instagram or whatever, of things that are more specifically aligned with my interests. And it is so hard to find, I've been thinking, realizing. It's so hard to find things that are tailored to your interests in the modern internet world where there's fucking everything. Like, I remember being a kid, and if you could find a book in the library on the type of craft project you were interested in, like a whole book on that, that was amazing. And now there's 50 million accounts for all these things, and you're never gonna find all the good ones. But yeah. is it is it partially the fact that you have become more demanding of these things? Like, I feel like when I was a kid, and I'd be like, oh man, I really want to try out this like, I don't know, circuit board building project, and I found a book that was like, here's how you make a light bulb, and I'd be like, this is close enough, this is amazing that I have this, but now I'm like, "Mm, this is for a circuit board that is a slightly smaller circuit board than the one I'm working on, so this is garbage and I hate it. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) But once you know it's out there, you're like, I have to find the more perfect thing. I have to find something really tailored to my interests. (laughs) Yes, you're driving yourself mad trying to to find the perfect example of the thing. You're right. And the thing, of course, is if I find someone who makes art a lot like the type of art that I enjoy <laughs> and I would make, then I, if if I can find that, I then then I will start to get mad that they are doing ideas like I would do, but they're already doing them. So that's yeah. not good. Sometimes I think that the the main goal I have when I'm researching a creative project is to find somebody who's doing something close enough that I don't have to do my thing anymore. <laughs> warned about this in the past, saying don't <laughs> announce you're going to do something and have everyone like that post, because then you get the feeling of yep. uh, accomplishment instead of actually doing it. Yep. <laughs> Which is true. true. <laughs> but now you're saying you want this to work for you. Yeah, look, I'm not saying it's good <laughs> that I want that. I'm just saying, like, I'm I'm acknowledging the fact that subconsciously I'm like, I hope somebody already wrote this story so I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. All right, yeah. that's about all I got. <laughs> There's an infinite number of worlds that I weep because I cannot conquer them all. I was reading a thing in Scientific American like a year ago where they were talking about how, um, in general, people are less happy with their love lives than they were in the past, mm-hmm. even though measurably people's love lives are better in mm-hmm. terms of like not being physically abusive and stuff. Um, and I and a big part of it, they, they these sociologists surmise was because there's more it's easier to get in touch with more people and so you like don't want to settle for something less than exactly the thing like you don't want to change yourself at all you just want something to come along that's already the perfect thing for you yourself and that is not a good strategy for being happy yeah that's true because if you're if you're like talking to somebody you're like oh wow you like I don't know Agatha Christie mysteries and I like them too and then you're like hey do you like Miss Fisher mysteries and they're like no I thought those were boring (laughs) instantly you're like oh can I get rid of this person but keep all the other qualities and find someone who also likes (laughs) Miss Fisher (laughs) yeah 
It's true. <laughs> Although I kind of feel like <laughs> I've said this before and I don't know, a lot of people disagree with me on this, but I kind of don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who likes all the things I like. Yeah, One of the things that's, that's great about my relationship with Jen is that we share a lot of interests, but then I'll be like, I'm going to go play Dungeons and Dragons. And she's like, cool, that sounds boring. Bye. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I, that is really key to actual yeah. happiness, but uh, it's really hard to uh, fight that feeling in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, what do you mean you think the Star Wars prequels are good? Get out of here. Go away. <laughs> what are you? A goblin? Oh, man. <laughs> but can you imagine how, what great conversations you'd have for the next 70 years just yelling at each other? <laughs> yeah, that's what I have to find as someone who's a Star Wars fan, but they like the prequels. <laughs> Alright, ladies, so you heard it here first. You can date Jeff Kowalski if you can pretend to like the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, I say no. pretend because it's impossible for to actually like them. <laughs> I think that uh, film director Ryan Johnson sincerely enjoys the Star Wars prequels based on the Star Wars movie that he made. I've started to believe, and this is obviously... Uh, what was the name of that cartoon that was rebooted that everyone liked? Olivia or something? Reboot. Natalie? No, what is the Nancy. name of that? Nancy, thank oh, you. Oh, okay. When you um, said cartoon, I thought you meant like on a Yeah, I should have said comic. Um, <laughs> but then we would have gotten into Batman again, which would make yes. me hang up this call. Um, <laughs> hey, you brought it up this time. <laughs> Uh, no, this is like a Nancy plot line, but I've started to believe that everyone who disagrees with me is just trolling. Yes. I'm, I'm mm. pretty sure that's exactly what's happening, because now that now that politics have gotten to such an absurd point that, like, anyone who's like, well, yeah, we can't trust Michael Cohen because Donald Trump said not to, and Donald Trump is very trustworthy, they can't believe that. They have to be saying that just to trigger the libs, so to speak. Right? Yeah, probably, but there's no way to differentiate between people who are trolling and people who are sincerely just evil and stupid, so I just treat them all like they're evil and stupid. Yeah. Yeah, that- no, I, no, no, because I genuinely feel like someone who is evil, and especially be evil because they're stupid, I kind of want to help them to stop. But if you're trolling, I just want you to die. <laughs> no, it's the same yeah. thing. No, if someone's wasting your time, and they're like, or oh, like, well, I think women shouldn't be allowed to vote, and people engage in them like, well, here's the reasons why you're wrong. And then they're like, ha, you really thought that I thought women shouldn't vote. Ah, troll, troll, troll. Yeah. Like, oh, you wasted uh, people's time and goodwill well, and all sorts and, of things. And it's like, it's like when people, I mean, it's exactly the same thing as bullying, where it's like, yeah. if you genuinely spend your life minutes getting joy out of seeing other people sad, like innocent people who've done absolutely nothing to you, fuck you! You're the worst! That's the yeah. Yeah. worst thing. You didn't even get like, at least the the terrible, shitty plutocrats who run our society are like, you know, selling our blood for money or whatever. You didn't even get money out of this. You're just a <laughs> dick. Yeah. It's it, it all comes back to uh, do you remember, I can't tell if it was like three weeks ago or five years ago, but um, all of the um, white nationalists online were like, the okay symbol you make with your hands by touching your index finger to your thumb and raising all the other three fingers to yeah. make like a little circle. They're like, that means when people do that, it means they're a Nazi. And they decided this and they were big air quotes
quotes, tricking people into thinking it was a Nazi thing, but then they all did it in photos to let each other know that they were Nazis, and it's like, you're not tricking people, you're just doing the thing that you said you were going to do, so when people believe you that you're doing it, because you said you were going to do it, and then you did it, you haven't tricked them, you're just a dickhead. Yeah. yeah. It's like it, when there's a bully who's, like, not touching somebody or something, and the yeah, teacher's exactly. like, hey, knock it off. And then they're like, but I wasn't touching them! And the teacher's like, yeah, but I know what you're doing, so stop it. And that bully is so, like, but what? Like, they can't believe <laughs> yeah. someone actually w- didn't just take their word for it. Oh, well, I guess technically you're not touching them. No, you, people don't have to take it. Yeah, you can't, you can't, like, rules lawyer your way into <laughs> being a dickhead, but you're not breaking the rules, so it's fine that you're being a dickhead. Yeah. Ugh. And, like, I just don't get what you get out of it. <laughs> like, you didn't yeah. even get to... You're Not only are you not bullying me to the best of your ability because you're trying to obey the, like, weird letter of the law that you yourself <laughs> don't understand, but, like, so you're, you're not enjoying the bullying as much. I'm getting just as bullied, and you're still gonna get in trouble. You've gotten the worst of all scenarios out of this. <sighs> yeah, people are bad. They're just... It's just dumb. And, like, the thing that Jeff was saying about that white power symbol, I mm-hmm. remember reading about that and about how, like, oh, this is a big joke. But then I saw a whole bunch of people posing in the White House press room doing that. And I'm like, yeah. did did these people get fooled? Because they're no. actually Nazis. Like, they... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Nazis who decided to play this trick by they would pretend that this is something Nazis did. But when... Th- it's not a It's not a trick. If you're Nazis and you're doing it, you're not tricking people into thinking Nazis are doing it. And I feel like the the people that they tricked first were other Nazis. I'm saying, I think yeah. that there's a decent portion of these people who are like, oh, this is what Nazis do now? Okay. Yeah. I'm a Nazi, I'll do that. <laughs> uh, people really think they're better at outsmarting other people than they actually are. And it's yep. kind of insane, but it's like some kind of human mind paradox where you, everyone thinks they're really good at concealing their intentions. Yeah, but luckily, I'm really good at concealing my intentions. I know what's actually going on if you listen to me. How many advice columns uh, have someone writing in, like, uh, I'm a young man, like, I've never really dated, Uh, I feel like I'm giving up on women, but I've been trying a couple times, and these are the bad results, and I feel like I just, I can't be around women anymore, I need the red pill. And the advice columnist is always like, do you think these women that you gave your quote-unquote last chances to didn't realize how much you hate women? Like, it's yeah. dripping off your letter, you insane person. Like, yeah. you can't you can't be like, well, I hate women, but I'm going to conceal that this one night, and then things will turn out great. Oh, they didn't turn out great! Well, yeah. um, well, occasionally it does. Uh, like, very, very occasionally, like, <laughs> one of these people is in the very early stages of this kind of uh, men's rights thing, and they've, like, just posted on the Reddit a couple times, but then they find a date, and they're like, oh, this is stupid. Yeah. I could just, like, be nice to a woman, and then she'll date me. Yeah, that's they don't so- get too deep that it works. <laughs> that's what's so great- crazy to me about the men's rights activist movements. It reminds me a lot of when I was a kid, and there were those groups of kids that were like, kid power, and like, adults don't pay attention to kids, and they should, and like, kids have uh, important opinions too, which first of all, no they don't. Yeah, kids' <laughs> rights activists. We know. Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know if that was a thing just because it was the 80s and, like, everyone was paying attention to people that didn't deserve it, but that 
that was definitely happening. And I remember thinking, like, you guys know, you guys know that your hope is that someday you'll be an adult, right? Like, <laughs> like it's not a, I mean, you men's rights activists, if, if you are being honest in saying that you want to get a woman to love you, you know that the first thing that would happen then is that you would have to stop being a part of this community, right? Yeah. It's, you, uh, it, you, can never run a club when the goal of the club is to leave the club. <laughs> yeah, and like, that's the thing, like, Forever Alone and those kinds of things, and we talked about this at length on this podcast and made a lot of enemies, powerful, lonely enemies. <laughs> it's uh, a good thing, it's- together. Yeah, it's a good yes. thing that they'll never be able to organize against us. <laughs> right. Like, all of those groups, though, like, you are forming a community around your sadness, and now your identity is so wrapped up in it that you can never not be sad. Isn't that yeah. worse? Isn't yeah. that bad? I wish that they were good to their word, though, because there's a whole sect of men's rights activists called men going their own way, and they're not. Yeah. They don't go their own way. They're like, all they do is talk about how, like, I don't need women anymore to be happy, yeah. and that is all they talk about. They're so much more <laughs> obsessed with women than people who haven't decided to go their own way. Yeah. I feel like their whole premise was, well, we'll go our own way, and then we'll take all the things that we could give to women away from you women, yeah. and won't you be sorry then? But no one yeah. cared, so they now- They tried to do a reverse Lysistrata, and it did not yeah. work. <laughs> Is it possible that they were just trying to form a, like, a Stevie Nicks cover band, and they accidentally made it into a political movement? Oh, right. I get it. It took was a second. Her, or was that, uh, what's-her-face, the other woman? No, it was Fleetwood Mac, for sure. Yeah, It was yeah. Fleetwood Mac. I yeah, I know. I know it was Fleetwood Mac, but was it that other woman who sung that one? And was there another woman in that band? Oh, God, yes, I'm of pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was Stevie <laughs> Nicks, because I did see Stevie Nicks perform it with the Decemberists in concert once. Okay. There were wow, two men bragging. and two women, because they all slept with each other, remember? Yeah, I remember that much, but, you know, it was the 70s. I didn't know the genders besides Stevie Nicks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Stevie is the woman, and then uh, Lindsay is the man. That's Whoa, the crazy. Of, uh, Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The two genders, you guys. Am I right? <laughs> Stevie and Lindsay. Yeah. <laughs> Fleetwood and Mac. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a pretty, that's a pretty a good, pointless joke. So I'm mostly just vamping because neither of you have asked me what I did online this week. Christine right. McVee. Hey, Matt, what did you do online this week? <laughs> Um, so, last weekend I went to visit a venue for, uh, for my possible wedding. I mean, the wedding isn't possible, the venue is possible. You already talked about this, unless it's a different place. No, it's not, but I'm not talking about that <laughs> this time. Now I'm okay. talking about, um, uh, I've been looking at caterers' websites, mm -hmm. and it is a nightmare. Not because mm -hmm. caterers' websites are bad or hard to navigate, which they are, but that's fine. The thing is, it doesn't matter how recently you ate, it's impossible to look through caterers menu websites without like oh fuck I would murder for a coconut shrimp right now like the <laughs> pictures of the food just long descriptions of how great all of the food is gonna be it makes me so hungry even if I'm eating at the time I'm like I wish I could somehow be eating more <laughs> twice 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, it, it, so the solution of eating before you go grocery shopping does not work for wedding caterers. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I, because I, I learned long ago, I still do it all the time, but I learned that I shouldn't, like you say, not eat before I go to the grocery store because I'm so hungry. But for some reason, just reading all of these great things, I guess because the date that I'm going to be eating them is so far in the future that I can imagine mm. I'm going to be hungry again by then. <laughs> One day you'll be hungry again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, have you guys ever had that thing where you're so full that you're like, what if I broke it? Yeah. <laughs> what if I'm never going to be able to eat food again? Yeah, especially if you eat a big meal uh, around lunchtime on a day and then you're not hungry for the rest of that day. And you're like, yeah. well, that's it. No more food. <laughs> or like you do one of those things where you go out to a restaurant you've been looking to forward to for so long. And so you eat so much past the point where you don't want to anymore. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I'm just going to keep shoving food in me even though I don't want to and then you get done and then it hurts your whole body hurts from eating so much and you're like oh no like I can't even thinking about opening my mouth right now makes me feel horrible yeah I'm never gonna eat food again and then like not even a day later, you're like, oh my god, I'm starving, I need to eat so much. Yeah, it's crazy how digestion works, you know? Yeah, we're horrible monster people, especially yeah. because there are humans in the world who don't have food, and we are p- punishing our bodies with food, but yeah. what are you yeah, gonna do? Yeah, oh well. <laughs> anyway, but I think that it's very weird how catering, for the most part, is still stuck in the cuisine of, like, the 70s, <laughs> whereas mm. there's so many avant-garde restaurants, but every wedding caterer is still like, oh yeah, oh, yeah you guys want, like, um... Shrimp puffs. <laughs> yeah, shrimp puffs and, like, little, like, Spanakopita triangles and stuff, like, yeah. all of these, like, 70s Americana takes on actually good food yeah, you seems guys to be the thing. want a jello mold shaped like <laughs> a I didn't cake. say the 50s <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everything from between 1930 and 1980 is the same era for me. A person born in 1988. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, I think it's kind of cool. It's like when I went to, um, I went to this, like, corporate retreat thing that was in this old hotel up in the Poconos, and all of the, the re- food that the restaurant served was, like, uh, Oscar-style steaks and, like, cra- clab- Clams Casino and stuff, like, mm-hmm. all of the- Real borscht belts stuff. Yeah, and and I was just like, this is this is wild <laughs> that people think that this is what people mean when they say good food. Yeah. I, I've been to, like, one wedding, and there were sliders. That was pretty cool. Now, when you say sliders, do you mean the food no. or performers who can no. who would, like, slide around? It was a sliders-themed wedding. <laughs> I'm amazed that you didn't go for the TV show of the same name that you like. Oh, damn it! I <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jonathan Reese davies served little sandwiches. Is that the one? Is that the one who's yeah, in Sliders? Him. Okay, that's cool, because there's him and, like, three other people who have almost the same exact name, and they're all very he's a- different. He's He is kind of a little sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's what his name means in French. So. <laughs> I mean, he's a short man, and he's, you know, delicious. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Wait, is he a short man? I don't think he actually. Yeah, is. that I might have just been computers. As a, as a dwarf, in he's Lord six. He's six foot one. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Okay, well, in my defense, the only thing I really know him from yeah, was yeah, Sliders, where Jerry O'Connell was a giant man. Yeah. Crazy. I also would have assumed that he was, you know, like, average height at most. <laughs> man, I need to really recontextualize my whole Sliders experience now, because I thought the girl on that show was just very short, but maybe she was average height and everyone else was a giant. Yeah, I guess so. It's weird that they didn't take actor height into consideration at all when casting the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah, well, they knew they were going to have to pull some bullshit no matter what. <laughs> yeah, but it would have been... For the Hobbits, didn't they? All of those are petite men, aren't they? Uh, no, the lead one is, uh, what's-his-face? Richard Armitage. Elijah Wood? What? No, in, in The Hobbit, the lead dwarf is Richard Armitage. No, I wasn't talking about dwarves, I was talking about Hobbits. Oh. oh. Uh, Martin Freeman is not short, is he? Yes. Well, he? okay, but... <laughs> He's 5'7", think- okay, yeah. And we were talking about the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, is what I was. Louisa said the Hobbits in the Lord of the Rings movies, which is Elijah Wood, which is what I said. Oh, okay. Elijah Wood is five six. That's not bad. That's not too. That's that's not short. Yeah, but that's not too much of a stretch. I mean, to make him very little. Pretty short. I'm five six. Yeah, but you're a woman. I'm five four, Matt. (laughs) Yeah, you're short. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you're a delicious little sandwich. (laughs) Oh, that's me, all right. (laughs) Oh man, if you don't put that on your Tinder profile. I absolutely won't. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna put on my Tinder profile. Uh, I'm not actually five foot four. I'm just standing on my knees, and there's a low angle camera. <laughs> yes, you my should co- put for your put for your gender just dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I spelled Gandalf wrong. Trying to search for Gandalf. Have we already talked before about? Do you guys think that Tim Conway named that character Dwarf because he was mispronouncing the word dwarf? Yes. yes. Okay. I don't know if we've talked about it, but yes, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Dwarf well, the dwarf. Stupid. Absolutely. I really hate how much, speaking of yesteryear foods, I really hate how much yesteryear comedy was like elaborate setups like Dorf or anything that, <laughs> For uh, no Bob, payoff. <laughs> that Bob Newhart did, all his fucking one half of a phone conversation. Oh my god. Yeah, there, there's one that used to play a lot on the Rutgers radio station. Like, when school's not in session, they would just have radio shows that were pre-recorded with the same, like, songs and stuff. But one of the shows would in- also include incorporate old comedy stuff and one of them was one of these half of a phone calls of a uh, witch doctor taking a house call and god it's like fine but it requires a solid minute of him being like okay here's the premise of the yeah. series of middling jokes that I'm about to tell I will be taking the role of a witch doctor but not tradi- not in the traditional way I will not be doing a funny <laughs> accent and also I will be taking I like a how house Jeff call. is complaining about how unfunny this thing is and then <laughs> doing the entirety of it. Yes, I needed to demonstrate exactly how dry this like very yeah. popular comedy sketch was. Do you guys ever feel like when you listen to old comedians you're like I'm definitely funnier than this? Yes, always. <laughs> Especially the vaudeville stuff where it's like an elaborate setup to point yeah. out that they didn't say the word boob even though they were implying it. <laughs> like that's not a joke. Yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> 
it's weird because I feel like there's so much of human history, and yet we've only figured out how to ha- only let funny people do funny things in the last, like, ten years, maybe? <laughs> I think I think the issue is that nobody, like, that was, all old stuff was funny back then because nobody had done it before, and then, like, once someone does something funnier than that, you're like, oh, that first thing wasn't actually funny. So you're saying it's an ever-escalating arms race? Yes, exactly. And I we, think now that we've done Jackass, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. probably. <laughs> I think that the reason a lot of older comedy is extremely unfunny is because it, it had to be lowest common denominator. Like, the dumbest person you know would have to understand, oh, this is a joke. <laughs> and also, it had to be projected from a stage, whereas a lot of the really funniest stuff is so subtle that you can't do that in a performance. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Could we leverage this to our advantage? Could we somehow figure out a way to make it that on people's uh, podcast playing devices when we are making a joke, it this is a joke pops up in text. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's the uh, lyrics genius for our podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, here, when they're saying uh, uh, Shrek and the lyrics to All Star, they did this to be funny. This is as close to a joke as it's going to get, sorry. That part where Louisa stopped saying things, it's because she got distracted because her Google search for how tall Ian McKellen was suggested that one of the other things I might want to search for is how tall is Gandalf in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's That's a real Yahoo answer. (laughs) But also, it's not a direct just commentary, Louisa. It's not supposed to say everything. Could be, though. Okay, but this is a whole Yeah, I've been taking very detailed notes. Uh, right, I, let's get into our subreddits. You're right. Mm-hmm. I Where forgot the thing it? I was going to say. Yeah. Well, mine isn't good. Mine is r slash archaeology. Mm, that could be good if they talk about that blood sarcophagus. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, true. Oh, it's so tempting to drink that goo. <laughs> it's not I once it. I found out that it's probably sewage that seeped into the sarcophagus. Oh, boo. Yeah. yeah but, Ooh, but uh, it's dark sewage from the foul <laughs> uh, depths of the past. All I mean to say is the more that it is undesired. It's like that thing where they say, like, if you say don't fall off the tightrope to a tightrope walker, then they're yeah. more likely to fall. Like, yeah, the more you tell me that I don't want to drink this goo, the more I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, but what if I accidentally want to? <laughs> I guess. Oh, that man. Would be very bad for you, probably. Memes don't yeah. belong in the archaeology board. Yeah, I feel oh. a little bit sad that at the top of the archaeology board, there is a disclaimer that you need to stop bringing up controversial theories with outsider evidence and pseudoscience. That's really a shame, because <laughs> uh, they <laughs> deal with real, like, archaeological finds, and I bet a lot of people are like, Bigfoot, though, right? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, they want to be like, the Earth is flat, so how could you ever find anything buried underneath it without falling into space? <laughs> uh, but they that want people great. to stop doing that. Oh my god, I would love if flat earthers <laughs> thought that the earth was flat in the like two-dimensional and <laughs> very thin. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like when you uh, when the uh, Miss Utility Company uh, asks you to call before you dig your garden in case you dig up uh, wires, they're actually making sure that NASA can keep an eye on you because yeah. you dig all the yeah. 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 Why would put, I put dig? I don't want to fall off. Put a bunch of dirt under that spot so that when he digs, he doesn't find out. It doesn't rip a hole in the universe. Oh, oh they're God. working from the underside of the earth. Yeah, <laughs> is that what you're saying? Okay. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's where the lizard people in three uh, parentheses uh, live on the underside of the flat earth. 
Yeah, this all makes a lot of sense. Did that three parentheses thing start out as an anti-Semitism thing? Yes, it was a way for, uh, Nazis would use a browser filter that would, like, highlight any names that you put in three parentheses or, like, collect them into a document so that they would know which which people were the Jews. Wait, uh, okay. So when you posted about a person, you, and they were Jewish, you put them in the three parentheses so that anyone using, uh, this plugin or whatever, I didn't look that deeply into it, uh, would be able to easily identify other people talking about Jews in a negative light. Why? I mean, couldn't you just assume that if they're a Nazi, they're probably doing that? Yeah, but I guess it helps you find other Nazis, too. And I think it got way bigger as a counter-movement, where everyone's like, well, yeah. we'll just all put our names in these that's the only That's yeah. the only way I've ever seen it, so... And I think that really took off, because you're doing almost nothing, but you're being told that it helps, and that is something everyone on the internet can really get behind. Yep. <laughs> Did you guys ever see that picture of the dude in the bike helmet saying, uh, whatever, I don't care, whatever's easiest, am I helping? Mm, nope. There, it was an internet meme a while ago... Um, anyway, it was a guy being interviewed about, like, do you think it's better for people to, like, chain up their bikes or leave their bikes in these, like, locking racks or whatever? And it was, the whatever the interview was, it was so unimportant that it didn't matter at all. And the guy's response is like, yeah, I don't know, what? <laughs> whatever. I don't care. And that's how I feel about almost everything that people tell me to do to help on the internet. I'm like, okay, I, yeah, yeah, I guess. When all right. say, here's an important charity and they could use some money, then yes, I am on board. But everything else I'm a little wary of. Yes, it's yeah. true. Uh, so, I, think, I... Sorry? No, I was gonna say, I think my favorite expression of the triple parentheses was the drill tweet, where he says, I refuse to consume any product that has been created by or is claimed to have been created by the Keebler elves in triple parentheses. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that caused a bunch of controversy about people online, even though reading it, it's incomprehensible nonsense and therefore very funny. <clears throat> Uh, oh, so I got r slash amiibo, which Hooray! is that they're amiibos. We've talked we so much about, about how before. we feel about amiibos. <laughs> Haven't we gotten or covered r slash amiibo before? You'd know. think so. It's like if we got r slash Batman and we'd be like, <laughs> we've definitely done this, right? Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I don't think we have, but No, anyway. we have a lot of feelings about amiibos, but I don't think we've ever actually done a board on it. Anyway, I got r slash Savage Garden, which made me think we would be talking a little <laughs> bit about some Chicka Cherry Cola. Yeah, but I actually, really thought we could discuss the uh, musical career of Darren Hayes before he would you became like a to solo discuss artist. The fa- would you like to discuss the fact that the very first CD I ever bought was Savage Garden? Oh my god. Why? The fact that the- I saved up my allowance for weeks to buy Savage Garden. I don't know why. <laughs> Uh, so then you took that CD and you stood with it on a mountain, etc. <laughs> I feel it's like a- when you're a kid, especially in the past when there was just radio to listen to, if you liked two different songs from one band, you'd be like, yeah, I need their album. And yeah. <clears throat> Listen, Savage Garden was dumb, but they weren't, te- like, the music wasn't terrible. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, so, I mean, they were I- very of their time, like, yeah. I feel like Savage Garden and, like, Natalie Imbruglia and those kinds of people, are, they're certainly still alive and probably still doing something, but there's no way they could exist outside of the mid-90s. 
I follow um, Savage Garden yeah. frontman Darren Hayes on Twitter, and he has a podcast <laughs> about about LGBT issues. Um, cool. I well, I follow him because I extremely like uh, a solo record of his that came out like twelve years ago, uh, and then I discovered that he ha- he does a podcast now that is unrelated to his musical career. <laughs> Interesting. <clears throat> um, okay, but what I what Savage Garden actually is is pictures of carnivorous. Plants. Yeah, boring. Which is a pretty good name, but I feel like they have to cull a lot of posts about the band often. Don't you think that probably happens? Probably. Imagine how how often people come to this board and are disappointed. Mm-hmm. What yeah. would the board be if you wanted to talk about the band? Yeah, that's a are good point. Are they still point. together? I mean, probably not, right? That, uh, that background guy was only guitars, right? And didn't they say like he didn't like the spotlight or anything? I bet he's like a studio musician now or something. Hmm. Yeah, oh, they only have two albums. That's weird. <laughs> that seems weird. Uh, well, no, they weren't that good. <laughs> I mean, that's why. they. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But they have, like, two albums and then a best of album and a singles album. <laughs> they have as yeah. many compilations as they do albums. I think you just described every popular musician from, like, 1990 to 1998. <laughs> <laughs> uh, weird. Anyway, uh, let's do r slash no, I vote Savage Garden. Oh, uh, mm, they both I, sound pretty good. We did just uh, do a Nintendo one, though. Did we? And we, we've we talked about Amiibo. We did Super Nintendo Amiibo. just like oh, right. two weeks ago. What new c- do we have to say about Amiibos? There have been two episodes of ours. good Amiibos. Between SNES and now. I just yeah, don't... I've already nothing. told all my jokes about how stupid Amiibos are. <laughs> yeah, I but don't I don't... know what else to say. I don't amiibos care are about great, these plants. That type of thing... That type of product where they're like, we're gonna, we have this rich catalog of characters and you can get your favorite one. But then if you try to look up your favorite one, they fucking never have it available. It always came out for you're six months, saying, ten years just, ago, and you can only get it with German packaging for $400. <laughs> you're just saying this about Jigglypuff, Louise, that we all <laughs> yeah, know. No. Stop subtweeting. No, I have Jigglypuff, but I was looking at Kirby. You fucking can't get a Kirby amiibo. Good luck, assholes. You can't get it on Amazon, but you can get many amiibos in the stores. If you want any Animal Crossing characters, they are all $5, and there's a thousand of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, the stores, like Toys R Us, it doesn't exist. Target, doesn't exist anymore. GameStop, Walmart, no, Kmart, no. well, Kmart doesn't have video games anymore, actually. Are we gonna fucking do amiibos? <laughs> no, let's do Savage Garden. <laughs> or Archaeology, let's find out about that sarcophagus. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm willing to uh, compromise to by doing the worst ones. Yeah, to just do archaeology, the one that none of us want both halves right in the trash. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Is our compromise doing the least good of the three of these? Yeah, I mean, we've done this before, where we couldn't decide between two, so we just did the other one. I just think Savage Garden is going to be better than archaeology, but... I'm fine with that if you want to do that. Louise, I think you need to take a hard stance here. I think you can't. You're, you are the deciding vote. Uh, so we've got one vote for Savage Garden, one vote for Amiibo, is that what you're saying, Jeff? Yeah, my vote is Amiibo, but if it has to be a tiebreaker, I pick archaeology. Uh, I choose Savage Garden because I am very interested in archaeology, and I think I might get too caught up in it, actually. Boo. Okay. Okay, so let's talk a lot more about the band, though. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
I feel like they really had that good pop sound. Like the fact that their main hit had Chicka Cherry Cola. And you're like, yeah, pop. Pop music, pop drinks. It all makes sense. I also think that they were like, they had they had exactly the thing that you needed to be in that space between. Like, I feel like they were perfectly bridging between very bad pop rock and very white rapping and just the beginnings of a very emo look. Yeah. Like, mm. they managed to to stand astride that bridge or that stream just long enough. I feel like also they got into that niche of songs that will be played at weddings for the rest of our lives, certainly. Yes. <laughs> because they have Truly Madly Deeply and that other one. Oh, yes! I, knew I, I loved you. Truly I knew Madly I loved Deeply! You, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that Truly Madly Deeply was another song of theirs. I will never forget that because the I video was all like beautiful sepia tone of Paris or Italy or something, and it was uh, Darren Hayes and uh, Kirsten Dunst being in love. And then when he revealed he was gay, I was like, oh, they're not really in love. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. <laughs> That's when you realized they weren't really in love. <laughs> Yeah! <laughs> that's uh, what happened. You should have known from watching Little Women that Kirsten Dunst is incapable of love. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> really, <Whoa>. from... <laughs> Uh, I the the cherry cola song I want you mm-hmm. is the ending theme to a season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the popular ah! weird anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's really oh. bizarre. I feel like they're the kind of band that have faded away in the Western world, but they could probably still sell out arenas in Japan if they wanted to tour. <laughs> I feel like Savage Garden is exactly the band that I remember hearing like our dad talk about when we were kids, but they had just disappeared off the face of the earth because they weren't popular enough to hang around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. if, if our dad had been talking about a band that he really liked in the early 70s or something, but, like, they would just have gone away, but because now we can catalog everything, yeah. somehow yeah. Savage Garden is still relevant, although I guarantee you that anyone even six months younger than Jeff probably has never heard of Savage Garden. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Uh, they, the, I, I wanted to find out what happened to the guy who wasn't the singer in. Yes, Savage Garden. I looked him up. Yes, he I sells real good. estate. <laughs> <laughs> Good. But I want to point out that I was right about him being a studio guy because he yeah. launched his own production company and a recording studio. So, yeah. And yeah. he sells recording studios. That's his real estate business. That's yeah, so sad. He quit music after being, like, internationally famous. He's only 45. Oh, but I might he have didn't to- like it. He never did the interviews. He was always in the background of the videos. You could tell he just wanted to play guitar. I uh, I might have to listen to this episode of our podcast just to hear Truly Madly Deeply at the end of the episode, because <laughs> I haven't heard that song in so long. Is that the one I'm going to use, though? Oh, I don't know. But, I mean, listen, any blast from my Savage Garden past will be welcome. We <laughs> What's are that far- one about going to the moon? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I've, I've been... I know you guys both instantly Googled, even though it's against the rules. I've been resisting no, I Googling. <laughs> I mean, I did Google, yes, but I did remember all these songs. No, I know, but you you didn't remember that the second guy from Savage Garden is now a... That's uh, true. That's uh, very true. Real yes. estate guy. I, uh, if it's related to the subreddit, I will Google further information. And I know this isn't technically related to the subreddit, but it still feels like fair game. It's not. I mean, it's fine. Like, we all break the rules a little bit, and I'm not that mad at you, but I am a little mad at you, so just be aware. <laughs> 
All right, let me describe this subreddit real quick. So across the top, you've got little pictures of different types of carnivorous plants. They're all red and green color scheme because they just naturally are. So that looks nice. Uh, I really like that the Reddit alien is <laughs> peeping out of a Jack in the Pulpit, which I think is so cute. <laughs> uh, for people who aren't British, it's a pitcher plant. Yeah. It's a, uh, for people who aren't smart, it's a weeping bell. But no, it's victory bell, actually. <laughs> Uh, I like the name Jack in the Pulpit, which implies that it is a priest standing in a pulpit, one of those little fancy wooden uh, boxes that they have to climb up stairs to get into in a church, because but, it really looks exactly like that. But if you walked up to it to a pr- uh, priest and you didn't know where you were going, you might accidentally fall into a pit and be eaten by the, the church. Yeah, that's how <laughs> priests uh, get their tithings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're not allowed to marry. They have to be able to dissolve people in acid and eat them if they want to, okay? That's why they wear those full-coverage high-collar outfits, because underneath they're just goo that dissolves you. Wouldn't it be great if that was a satisfying alternative to dating? (laughs) I think that we have just written an episode of Doctor Who. Well, okay, so so listen, whoever's running Doctor Who now, if you want us to write episodes, we will write them for $300,000 a piece. Oh, so Jesus, I thought you were going to say 300 and I was going to be like, sweet, but that, at that price, we're never going to get higher. No, no, you got to start high. I'm willing to negotiate down to, I will pay them $10, but we'll see where we go. Yeah, I would probably pay, like, a not insignificant amount of money if they let me write an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> Only if they guaranteed it would be filmed and, like, aired, though. Yeah, for sure. I'd be willing to do multiple drafts and have someone else punch it up, as long as it says written by Jeff Kowalski at the front of the episode. (laughs) You're describing the future of very late capitalism, where artists pay to have their thing be used for exposure, and they don't actually ever make any money off of it. This is the high tiers of Kickstarter already, isn't it? (laughs) We'll let you write part of our game if you give us a million dollars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's You're true. Describing the present. <laughs> uh, so this board, uh, tisk tisk. It's got very boring stuff. It just has regular up and down arrows. Thirty six thousand readers. Louisa, are you trying? Are you users? Are you trying to launch your t shirt f- slogan by saying tisk tisk? I'm yeah. calling you out on that shit. It's a cartoon sure. of Louisa, and it says tisk tisk on it. Yes, <laughs> I don't approve of anything. This is fine. Uh, uh, it doesn't. You remember, the- you remember when you first joined Twitter and your avatar was Sebastian? Bashing the crab saying, don't have fun, because I said that he was the perfect representation of you in a Disney movie. (laughs) Yes! (laughs) That was very good. Back Uh, when we all used cartoons for Twitter instead of our human faces. Yeah, back before Twitter was actually a thing that you needed to kind of take seriously sometimes. Uh, So, 36,000 readers, 80 users here now, and then just share photos and information about your carnivorous plants. Uh, Stay on topic. No mention of the band whatsoever. And then just a bunch of general info on taking care of your plants. Now, I will point out, just so that people don't tweet at us, we know that it's actually a quote from Interview with the Vampire. Do we? I do. <laughs> do yeah, you I not do. know that? Okay. <laughs> I don't uh, know anything. Savage Garden, is it, it is Interview with a Vampire, right? I think so. It's definitely Anne Rice, but it's something about a vampire's life being a Savage Garden. Yes. Uh, so oh, we man. already know it. You don't have to tell us, except oh, for geez. Jeff. You do have <laughs> to tell Jeff. <laughs> was it ever a secret that Darren Hayes was gay if that's what he named his band after? (laughs) (laughs) I remember all the comparisons to um, Wham! when they first came out, because there was the talented musician who didn't want the limelight at all, and then the front man who 
basically didn't play any instruments. <laughs> and at the time, I feel like people are like, oh, you can't say they're like Wham because George Michael is gay. <laughs> yeah, they're like a straight Wham. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh can we start a new slang where when something is very good, we say it straight wham? <laughs> yes, that's your t-shirt. <laughs> straight wham, and you're giving the thumbs up. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you're Jeff wearing is- that choose life t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're wearing that t-shirt on this t-shirt. It's very good. <laughs> oh, man, this is a great idea. If we, I here is my promise to you, the audience. We will never do a live episode, but if we what? do, no. If we ever got popular enough to do a live episode, my promise to you is that I will wear a T-shirt that says "Choose Life" on stage. <laughs> no, then you'd have to pay money to someone who will donate it to a, a abortion clinic bomber or whatever. <laughs> what? No, I'm just gonna wear. I'm gonna wear a full cosplay of George Michael in. Wake me up before you go go on stage, <laughs> and I won't mention it at all. And neither will Jeff and Louisa. Okay, we I will think each that they will because Jeff constantly forgets when I ask him not to do things and then does them anyway. So he will probably actually mention it anyway. Each of us will wait, will cosplay as one '80s pop star and not mention it. Yes, yes. And if you can guess all three, you win a prize, a free meet and greet with the creators of your favorite podcast, Roman Mars, and. <laughs> We've got We're them not tied up backstage. Yeah. <laughs> Roman Mars and Mr. Invisible. <laughs> yeah, the superhero that he uh, collaborates on that podcast with. Yeah, he does most of the work. <laughs> he does <laughs> He does the vast majority of the work on that show. Yeah, you can almost quantify it with a percentage, but I don't know yeah, what it is. I wouldn't be I wouldn't hazard a guess though. <laughs> It's weird, because you would think looking at it that there's not that much to it, but, you know, just most of it is unseen. Well, it's just because Mr. Invisible does so much of the work, I cannot stress enough. Yeah. Okay, anyway. I'm gonna die. <laughs> oh, man, no a bad joke. I'm sad that when George Michael put on that shirt that said Choose Life, it was supposed to be an innocent, like, yeah, get out there and have fun. Basically, like, come out of the closet and live your best life. Right. But now it's uh, so obviously, to our modern ears, a uh, anti-abortion slogan. Ugh. Okay, so world, maybe maybe when I do it, I'll wear Choose Life, but then write in marker at the bottom, not an abortion thing. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I'll, you got I'll it. Take away all questions. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, so let's talk about some weird fucking plants, guys. Yeah, they have great names. I love this top post. Um, or oh, second, the top one is okay. It's a bunch of fly traps. The second is- one, oh, go sorry, ahead. No. I was just gonna say, is it called a Venus fly? Why is it called a Venus fly trap? What does it have to do with Venus? Is it because of like a vagina dentata thing? I think so, but I don't know for sure. Weird and gross. Yeah, I don't know either. I would assume that the uh, Yannick nature of all of these plants ties into their naming conventions. That The idea that somebody in ancient times looked down at this tiny toothy maw and was like, yeah, that's like a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Do you think people ever ate them for that purpose? Because a lot of ancient medicine is like, this plant looks like an ear. I'm gonna put it in my ear if I have an earache. Yeah. Oh god, do not put these in your <laughs> vagina, you guys. I cannot stress this enough. 
It's not a good plan. So, uh, I like the second post of all time, where a bunch of pictures of flowers, uh, a few of them are pitcher plants or uh, alike, uh, are tagged on Facebook as containing nudity. What? I thought- Where's this one? Oh, I guess it would be a not safe for work one. Yeah, it is. You have to log in. <laughs> uh, I'm. I thought that Facebook required, like, relied on people reporting stuff to be flagged as nudity. No, they have an algorithm not. for uh, for nudity and fake profile pictures and fake names. Uh, well, I will say that the second picture of these, which is some uh, like pinkish pitcher plants, uh, does look like horribly tortured dicks. Yeah, it does look like <laughs> a bundle of dicks. Yeah, like yep. just, but like. The color of them is so unnatural that something <laughs> terrible happened to these dicks, you guys. <laughs> yeah. They look so extremely like the Pokemon Victory Bell. I thought oh, it was. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, I just thought, like, usually they don't, when they make a Pokemon look like a real plant or animal, they make it look way different. This one, they were just like, nah, let's just make it yellow and put eyes on it. Done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but, yeah, you know, I think it's just because these plants are already so scary. Yeah. What is it, what is it about carnivorous plants that make them all horrifying? Because they move on their own, I think. But so did carnivorous animals. Yeah, but we accept that from animals. Animals. We don't like plants that move on their own. Yeah, plants always, don't have brains or nervous systems or muscles. I always think about the uh, the Futurama episode where he gets eaten by a plant, but then he just punches his way out because it's just a dumb plant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't have to be afraid of this. It's still just a plant. Uh, do you guys remember when you were kids how disappointing it was to find out that Venus flytraps don't snap clothes like they always do in cartoons? Yeah. It's they go sad, so right? slowly. <sighs> yeah. I'm yeah. surprised that they literally ever actually catch something. Yeah. I think that they only catch it because they go slowly. If they closed too fast, the fly would, like, be able to react, but it's like, uh, you know, boiling the frog metaphor. Yep. Yeah. And, like, sun dews, they just, uh, get things stuck to them, and then they slowly close around them. Have you guys watched, uh, Planet Earth 2? The- I haven't even nope. seen the first one. There was a very horrible, uh, part of it where <clears throat> there are these birds that live in some tropical island. I know I've just described every nature documentary ever, but um, the, uh, like, the way that the plant survives is that its seeds are incredibly sticky, and so, while the birds are learning to fly, if they ever, like, land, the seeds stick to them and get so heavy they can't take off again, and so the ground around these plants is just littered with bird corpses that it uh. lives off of. That's pretty horrible. Yeah, that yeah. is pretty horrible. Thanks for telling us about it. <laughs> well, listen, it's a savage garden, you guys. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> These plants are very cool. I like how so many of them look like regular flowers or something, but then they're like... This um, this Reddit board has a lot of stuff on the sidebar. Yeah, care for different kinds of plants. And, like, there's a couple different, um, there, well, there's, I guess, just one different r slash helium fora, which is a different subreddit for some subtype of carnivorous plant. Hmm. The, the marsh or sun pitcher. Huh, weird. A lot of these do look like dicks. <laughs> this is fair. <laughs> Maybe this is like a Rorschach test for you, though. <laughs> they have a, that? they have a Discord server and a wiki. I'm gonna look at the frequently asked questions and see if we can find out why Venus flytraps are called that. Man, bugs are really gross. They are. I don't like I to hate think them. about them. I'm look at them. thankful to these plants for eating bugs to eliminate them from the earth. Yeah, I don't. I genuinely don't have any problem at all with carnivorous plants. I think they're just cool and they don't. 
doesn't creep me out at all. And the fact that they kill bugs just is an extra point in their favor, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> Our- well, that's the whole episode. Bye. <laughs> Jeff, your apathy towards this this show. <laughs> what are you going to say, used to astound. Yeah, no, go on. That's not the actual end. We yeah, can I just know. keep going. <laughs> um, uh, no, I don't remember what I was going to say. You said so. R. Mm, R slash Savage Garden. <laughs> Uh, so I've gotten down to a section of the carnivorous plant frequently asked questions that is, uh, feeding your pet under the Venus flytrap section. The first question is, what should I feed my Venus flytrap? Hamburger meat? No, no. Is the answer no? You shouldn't. I'm pretty sure the answer is no. Bugs. Uh, it says find bugs. I recommend caterpillars, flies, spiders, crickets, slugs, and very small children. Uh, I don't recommend ants, moths, butterflies, or beetles. The only reason they don't recommend butterflies is because they're cute. Why don't wait? Why not ants? Uh, apparently, ants can damage the leaves. Oh, that makes oh, sense. Like those little cutter ants. Yeah, I guess because ants have little mandibles for chewing. I like it when a when a carnivorous plant has teeth so that it's like like a cartoon of a plant that <laughs> yeah. animals. These uh-huh. ones that are weirdly hairy, that, and that's how they catch them, no thanks. Yeah. You <laughs> can take, so take it outside, hair plants. <laughs> uh, apparently it's very good to feed Venus flytraps maggots, which makes sense because they eat flies, which are adult maggots. Yeah, and they have less uh, gunk on them than flies do. Yeah, perfect. <clears throat> So, uh, carnivorous plants don't really need to eat things, do they? They just get extra energy from them, right? Because they have roots and stuff. I don't know. Because I, I feel like it's about, like, with humans uh, and, you know, primates, uh, fat helps the brain a lot. So, we really seek out fat, even though it's hard to get. Basically, you have to kill another animal to get its fat. And, like, we really like it because we need a bit, so it's worth it for us to expend energy to find it. So, I feel like maybe it works that way for these plants. Like, the bugs are just, like, it's really worth it if you can get yourself a bug. Mm-hmm. And it makes yeah, them, maybe. It makes them smarter so that they can yeah. take over. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like how humans can subsist on french fries and hamburgers, but if you can get your hand on some vegetables, that's really good for you. It's the opposite of how the plants work. (laughs) I guess so. Could people survive on maggots? Probably. Yeah, actually, that's probably a much better protein source than the ones that we currently (laughs) eat. But would that really be living, you guys? My main issue with uh, bug consumption is everyone who sells bugs for human consumption insists on selling them as whole bugs with faces and legs. Like, no, grind them up into a hamburger patty and then maybe I'll try it, but like, yeah. I don't want to know that it's a bug. Yeah, listen, I make lobster sometimes, I make shrimp sometimes, I know that I'm willing to eat bugs, but yeah. there needs to be a processing so that it's like only the part that I want to eat, and I don't have to think about it too much. Yeah. yeah. They make that cricket meal, but I don't know how good that tastes. Oh, yeah, the flour that they make out of yeah. it? Yeah, that's probably fine. You could probably, probably make some. But it's gotta be so much shell. Yeah, and the Ugh. thing is, like, uh, chickpea meal would have probably as much protein, and that actually tastes good. Yeah. <sighs> Why don't you experiment with making cricket cookies? Since you're the best cookie expert in the world, <laughs> you could make them, you could be the one who makes them good. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you, but it sounds like a lot of work for something that wouldn't be very good. Uh, wait, Louisa, wait, wait, Louisa, Mm -hmm. you should make grasshoppers with them. Oh, God! Hey! 
now you have to do it because it's a joke. Yeah. Yeah, and I give them to somebody. Why are you smiling so much when you say that they're grasshoppers? Yeah. Why, when I put this in my mouth, did you retch a little bit? <laughs> uh, guys, don't eat bugs. Yeah, let's not leave them or for like, the plants. Listen, do? we take so much. We take so much from these plants. Let's yeah. let them have the bugs, you guys. Ooh. Can Venus flytraps <sighs> digest human flesh? Let's click this question and see. Uh, have you not seen Little Shop of Horrors? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's uh, not flesh, so maybe not. Man, this whole answer is such a huge paragraph. <laughs> Well, you've lost interest then. <laughs> I like uh, how a lot of these, I like how pitcher plants have a little, like, they grew their own umbrella over themselves to get keep water out of their pitchers. Yeah, it's pretty That's great. That's very cool. Uh, they can uh, digest human flesh. Cool. Yeah, that was the answer I, I deduced. This person, like, f- fed them dead skin and they could eat it. No, don't. No! Um, I'm confused. Does that mean that you can feed them hamburger meat? I mean, they can't digest anything, right? It's just like the thing dies and then falls to the ground and then like decomposes and enriches the soil or whatever, right? No, they digest it. They absorb the nutrients by digesting it and dissolving it with the fluids. But they don't have any kind of acid. Hamburger meat. That would be too rich and it would it would spoil and bring a lot of bacteria into the plant before they could digest it. Mm. Right? But like they don't have a digestive tract, right? They don't have, like, acid to break it down, or... They, they do. I thought They've they got did have goo. acid. Do they not? They've got goo that does it. Really? Yeah. It's the same way the uh, pitcher plants work. So how do they, like, excrete the extra? They, they don't poo. I've, they I've don't. It just plant poop. It, the extra just falls out. Yeah, they just it, like the dried husk of the insect just falls out and they reopen, right? Yeah. Or does that whole one mouth uh, die if it absorbs something? I don't know. Yeah, I've never seen. Like, no, they reopen. Huh. But I, I feel like I've seen lots of Venus flytrap mouths that are like flat, where like the thing wouldn't fall out if it opened. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, but they're plant. They're outside in the wind and rain. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Guys, we don't know anything about anything <laughs> at all. True. We could have read the subreddit to learn, but we chose not to. Well, we're too busy looking at these crazy... Oh, God. So many of these pictures are just bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I guess, bored already with that color scheme I liked at the beginning, because every one of them is just red and green. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Christmas, uh, take it outside. You're done. <laughs> When the leaves close, it forms a stomach that triggers the release of digestive enzymes. That's pretty cool. Yep, that is pretty cool. <laughs> Alright, well, we're de- we're devolving into just looking at the pictures and not talking about them anymore. That's fine. Yeah. All so- this dead air will be gone. I removed the dead air, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm saying I think that means it might be time for us to wrap things up. Yes, so, please. So, thanks everyone for listening to the episode this week. I hope you liked it. If you did, please tell your friends or anyone enemies. Um, Your enemies. You got it. Yeah. Please rate and review us on iTunes. It's very helpful to us. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can tweet at us. We're on Twitter at SeeingReddit, or you can uh, email us SeeingReddit at gmail.com and you can find me on Twitter at KamikazePilot. What is this horrible flower that looks like a rose made out of human tongues? <laughs> I hate I hate looking at it, but they don't say what, the, what it is. Anyway, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I don't get how it's uh, uh, carnivorous either. Like, what? It's how does probably it do that? sticky, right? Oh, maybe. 
Oh, P. Jamavensis, looks like is the name of it. Um, I'm on Twitter, J3FK, Snapchat and Instagram, JeffJK, uh, Patreon.com slash JeffJK, WeaponizedLanguage.com for more episodes of this show and my other show, Creepypodsta. I think by the time you're hearing this, the episode about Hereditary should be out or coming out this week, and I really liked that movie. So my recommendation is to uh, rent Hereditary from Video On Demand and then listen to me and my friends talk about how much we liked it. All right, pretty cool. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Heronbird or Instagram, Louisa Heron. Thanks to everyone who's been tweeting about us. Uh, thanks to uh, at Dusty Gulch. Mm, thank you. Thanks to at Saki3. Uh, thanks to at Barbecue Uncle. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thanks to uh, at Pokemaniac Steph, who says that I antagonized her on a previous episode, which sounds accurate. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I am the villain of this podcast, in case people didn't know, and I'm the worst. And I'm the man that lets evil flourish by doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, what is that line about, uh, you'll do whatever's easiest? <laughs> That's <laughs> yes. you, you're that I guy. Did, I did post that picture in the chat. Oh, I see, it, yeah. I see it, yeah. Um, and uh, thanks to Sugar High Senpai, who posted a picture of Princess Daisy butt-slamming Waluigi into a wall, <laughs> which I feel like is exactly Jeff's fetish in one picture. I was just going to say that's somebody's fetish, for it's sure. It's you, Jeff. That yeah. somebody was you I'm all not, along. I don't get horned up by cartoons. Okay, but you get horned up by Waluigi and very strong ladies. Yeah, you say this about me, but I yeah. don't like it. <laughs> well, one of us is right. <laughs> That's uh, fair. Thanks to everyone who tweeted, who voted in our Twitter poll of casting Silent Bob uh, oh, yeah. from the right. uh, Kevin Smith movies. Thanks uh, for letting me win with John Goodman. Damn it. As my option, which was the right Incorrect. one. Uh, second place was our wild card, and my second choice, which was Nick Offerman, who I love and is a great actor. Uh, you can't take credit for that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying I like Nick Offerman, and I'm glad he got second place. Third place was Sam Elliott, which yes. is Louisa's choice, and last place was Hannibal Burris, which was Jeff, and I feel like that's just, that's that's a bad beat, because Hannibal Burris is also a good choice, so. They all were very good. That's the they problem. were. You're right. So, thanks, everyone. Those uh, the, those polls are continuing to be a source of joy for all of us, so. Uh, if you guys want to uh, come back next week, you should do it. You should do that. What do I say at the end here? Until then. Anything. Yeah, no, okay, yeah. <laughs> I thought there was another thing I needed to say. Alright, guys. Uh, yeah, please, please come back next week. But in the meantime, just remember that now you're playing with power. The years start coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> Hang in there, baby. <laughs>
Matt, you didn't say superpower. Yeah, I say I only said superpower one time accidentally. I meant <laughs> okay. to always say power. Well, now you're playing with power was the NES, and now you're playing with superpower was the Super NES? Or yeah. did I just yes. retcon yeah, that right. into my brain? No, you're right. Yeah, you're, 